if you're going to lead people, you got to inspire people. You got to connect with them on a human level, an eyeball to eyeball level. They got to feel you. You got to be able to inspire them and, and get into their soul. Hey, it's Matthew Yule here from the Leading with Nice podcast. I'm here with Jack Armstrong, an NBA analyst for TSN and the on-air in-game broadcaster for the Toronto Raptors. He met his wife at Niagara University, where he was a men's basketball coach and his wife was a woman's head soccer coach. Together they raised three boys, who today are all in their 20s. He's a three-time winner of the Canadian Screen Award for Best Sports Analyst in the sports program or series, and is known for his signature Brooklyn charm, and great calls. Today, he's joining me to talk about leadership. Jack, welcome to the show. Matthew, I'm happy to be here with you. So, I want to jump right into it. You, uh, your whole career, have been around high-performance athletes. And often, these athletes, when they come uh, from their city, town, even country, they're the best. That's why they make it to that level. They've been looked at to be the leader in most of what they've done. So tell me, what does it look like when all these people that have been in leadership positions show up and now have to be around other leaders? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I would say uh, a lot of these guys are, are the alphas. Mm. I wouldn't say they're the leader. Uh, some uh, willingly lead and some willingly will stay in the background in terms of being verbal, but they're high performance guys that really produce at an incredible level. Uh, they're all alphas in terms of like, uh, you know, leading by example from a standpoint of, hey, I believe in myself, I can do great things, uh, get out of my way. On the other hand, in terms of leadership, in terms of a vocal perspective, some are and some aren't. And it, it, it varies. And, and I, I think, you know, I look at today's athlete, you know, I, I call it the cycle of you know, when they're young, they've been enabled, then they're empowered, and then some become entitled, mm. you know, the three E's. So a lot depends on, on, on how they kind of handle the process of being a superstar athlete. And then at every level they go up, the pressure of, of how you handle that. So, you know, like, I'll give you an example. You look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, was he a leader? Absolutely. Was he a vocal leader? No, not at all. Was he a guy that led by example with his great work ethic? And did his performance scream volumes? Yeah, it did. Uh, but is he a rah-rah, siskumba, go team, go kind of guy? The furthest thing from it. Yeah, could you imagine? I mean, that wouldn't be, you wouldn't even imagine that as somebody who doesn't know him well. Yeah, you know, and a guy like Kyle Lowry, he leads with a blue collar swagger and a stick your nose in there and we're gonna, you know, a can-do spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the little engine that could, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, can he be vocal sometimes? Yeah. Other times he's just letting his game do the talking. So there, there are so many different types of leadership styles. And uh, to me, I, I think that these guys all come together. The one thing they do have in common is they're super talented athletes. Mm. The difference, I think, is it varies from player to player. Uh, what their style is in terms of mixing with the group and how they really want to lead. So 
That's very interesting. You talk, obviously there's different styles of leadership, and you mentioned one common thread is their high super talent. Is there another common thread? We hear sometimes um, talking about uh, you know, locker room leaders, or is that just another style, or is there something, something that they do or possess, a way they act, something they bring to the table that you, you see as common? I think the common thing, which, I don't know if it was Aristotle or Socrates or Plato or Joe Bagadona, some real smart guy, <laughs> yeah. said excellence is a habit, mm. not an act. So I think the thing, Matthew, that they all have in common is they have great habits. Mm. They have winning habits. They dot the I's, they cross the T's. You know, they're pros. Right. They're pros. And I think ultimately uh, some operate in, in, in the realm of I'm going to lead by example. Some guys will lead by example and also verbally show you. And others will just do it all, you know, very quietly. But nonetheless, they get the job done. You know, you look at uh, CEOs and coaches and executives. They all have a different approach. Right. Uh, some are um, distant. Some are uh, extroverts. But nonetheless, it's all about... What's the, what's the uh, description, in my mind, of vision is seeing the end product before you start the journey. So if you're a leader, you're, you know, your vision has to be, what do I want this to look like next week, next month, next year, three years down the line? Okay, now how do I incorporate my style uh, to get the people that I work with to see my vision and to see that this is we all have to pull the rope in the same direction to get there. There's a guy, Stephen Covey, that talks about beginning with the end in mind, which is exactly you what have you, to. You just I described. mean, if you don't, you're just uh, you're just winging it. You're making it mm. up on the fly. Mm. You got to have a pretty good sense of like, what do we want to get accomplished here? Like, right. what what is this thing? You know, are there going to be twists and turns and ups and downs and all that stuff along the way? Does you know? Does the market change sometimes? Does do things go wrong? Yeah. Do you get knuckle balls and curve balls thrown at you and you have to kind of shift gears? Yeah, definitely. But nonetheless, you, relatively speaking, have to have something in mind that you're shooting for. So what, are, what do you think it causes players or leaders to miss that uh, habit formation of excellence? What do, they get, what do they think that gets in the way of that? Well, I, I think um, bad habits. Mm. You know, you have good ones or you have bad ones. Right. And I think bad habits get in the way of it. Uh, I think you can only really do three things well. Uh, like just like dig down deep and say, you know what? Uh, too many times people are a mile wide, yet they're an yes. inch thick. Uh, they know a little about a lot. I'd rather get the person who's well-rounded but is really good at X, Y, and Z. Mm. And they dial in and lock in to those things. So, you know, if you're a player, only, you know, there's a few magnificent players that can top the charts and, and get it done and be great at all phases of the game. Most of the time, to have a successful career and be really good, you got to figure out, hey, what do I hang my hat on? You know, am I, am I a rebounder? Am I a shot blocker? Uh, penalty kill? Um, you know, am I a, a, a great at protecting the quarterback or mm -hmm. 
uh, a tremendous cornerback or my, uh, you know, what's my bread and butter pitch, whatever it is, uh, I just think that you have to come to grips with kind of, I guess, what is my mission statement? I think the good ones have a mission statement. They know what they want to get accomplished. That's the vision, seeing the end product. And I think the people that don't get distracted. They, they have bad habits that take them on a lot of different paths and they lose sight of why they're doing it. Or they allow, you know, they're trying to be everything rather than just be good at a few things. So I found that to be the case. Uh, and I see it not only in athletics, but I see it in, in the day-to-day -day real life because I think athletics does reveal day-to-day real life. Oh, I 100% agree. So you and your wife have had a front row seat to seeing both athletics and the boardroom operate at high levels. If people don't know, you're, you and your wife are the parents to three handsome uh, young men. They're all in their 20s now. But I know that you were really intentional about teaching them leadership lessons growing up. What were some of the key lessons you tried to pass on to them? Well, I mean, you do your best. Uh, you know, when they're in their 20s, you still wonder on a daily basis if you're actually succeeding or not. <laughs> you know, like, you hope eventually. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in just on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, character formation, mm -hmm. telling them what they need to hear rather than what they want to hear, tough love, being direct, being loving, accountability, you know, and, and, and trying to say things to them that are thought-provoking. You know, I, I always say, if I could say one thing to you that helps you and it resonates, I've done my job. If I say more than one thing, we're probably witnessing a miracle. <laughs> so I'm hoping for some miracles. But I, I think what you try to do is you really try to get them to see the light. You know, what's the... I think it's from the Eagles song, Already Gone. I'll never forget my high school, ninth grade social studies teacher, Mr. Kennedy, used to say, hey, you know what, you're 14 years old at the time. Hey, you guys are a bunch of knuckleheads. He goes, you guys can see the stars, but you can't see the light. Because mm. my job's to get you to see the light. And I feel like uh, what's the line? We have, we have people that can see the tree, but they can't see the forest. Right. So I think as a parent, as a coach, as a CEO, as any kind of leader, it's our job to get them to see the light. Mm. It's our job to get them to see the forest, the big picture. So it's all about presenting situations to them that create uh, a stimulus for thought and the ability to discern and the ability to kind of, how do I think, how do I approach? Right. Uh, so that's important. You, you had a ritual uh, in your house. You had a whiteboard in, uh, in the house that you would write down like a message and it kind of, it was, that was a habit. That was an everyday thing. Tell me a bit about that and that, that strategy. I have a chalkboard. We have a mud room when you come in from the garage. So on a daily basis, when I was home at least, because uh, I travel a lot during the basketball season, and you know during the season I would do it kind of like once a week, I would have the quote of the day or the quote of the week. Uh, now with you know social media and all that stuff, I, I'll text my kids. Anytime I see a quote or something I really like, I'll send them a note with the quote. And again, I'm just trying to get them to think. 
I'm just trying to get them to ponder and think about it. You know, it's, it's funny. I'll never forget. I was chatting with Luke Walton, who's the coach of the Sacramento Kings. And I, I, I saw a story many, many years ago when Luke was playing that his father would pack the lunches before they went to school in a brown paper bag. And his father played Bill Walton, the great Bill Walton, right. basketball Hall of Famer, played for, you know, John Wooden at UCLA. And John Wooden was a guy that had so many great uh, observations about the game of life, the game of athletics. And he would write, Bill Walton would write on the lunch bag every day, the quote of the day. So now you go to school and you're in the cafeteria and here you're looking at this brown paper bag and here's my dad, what my dad write there today. So I've always tried to do it. Uh, I have one on the chalkboard right now at home. Grateful for everything, entitled to nothing. So, uh, you know, as we, as we are in, as we yeah. sit here today on December 20th in the holiday season, uh, I think we take a lot for granted and we don't count our blessings enough. You just try as best as you can to kind of get them to see that proverbial light. And I think uh, the best coaches do that. I'll never forget uh, when I started coaching, I was a coach at Nazareth High School in Brooklyn. And the athletic director said to me, and I'm a young guy, and he said, look, your players see this much. We, as the adults, as the teachers, the coaches, we see this much. So it's our job to stretch them out and get them to see the bigger picture. But every single day when you come back in, they're back to here again. So every day you got to fight the good fight. Every day you got to challenge them. And, and the challenge is important. I had a, a grade school teacher that used to say, this isn't about your comfort. This is about your character. Mm. You know, you don't learn anything being comfortable. You learn everything when your character is tested. What tests that? I think uh, tension creates that. It's that creative stimulus that gets you to kind of know thyself and look in the mirror and figure out who you are. So I guess I, on a long roundabout way, uh, as a parent, I've tried to do that. My wife's tried to do it. Uh, as a coach, I've always tried to do it. As a, a friend or a mentor, a colleague, I still try to do that to this day. When you spoke about, uh, you know, being cautious and wary of entitlement. Uh, you've often, in the, in the past we've spoken, talked about the importance of humility. And I love the story you give us an illustration about your call from Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Can you share that story with us? Well, it's funny. Um, true story. I'm at Niagara University. I'm the basketball coach. I get fired. I don't win enough games. And then I get hired by the Toronto Raptors. And here I am three weeks after I got hired by the Raptors, the phone rings at my house. Now, actually, by the way, I just got rid of my home phone three weeks ago. I heard, congratulations. Uh, it was costing me $90 a month. It was <laughs> a, it's the biggest scam going. Nobody calls my home phone anymore. You know, Telemarketers. Telemarketers. Yeah. So I got rid of it. But, Dry, but, uh, uh, duck cleaning. Duck cleaning, <laughs> yes. But at the time, I had a phone. So the phone rings, and I'm upstairs. My wife's downstairs, and she goes, Jack, pick up the phone. I said, who is it? She goes, Sports Illustrated. My Sports Illustrated. So I'm walking to the phone. 
feeling good about myself. I said, you know, I was an NCAA Division I coach for 14 years. Not once did Sports Illustrated ever call me. Here I am now, three weeks ago, I got hired in the NBA, and I got Sports Illustrated calling me at home. This is pretty cool. So I walk to pick up the phone, and I go, hello. And the lady on the other end goes, yes, this is Sports Illustrated. I go, yes, I know it's Sports Illustrated. She goes, is this Jack Armstrong? I'm like, yes, this is Jack Armstrong. She goes, for $19.95, you can get a year subscription to Sports Illustrated. <laughs> That's a true story. And I'm like, it. you know what? Don't take yourself too seriously. You're not that big a deal. But there's so many cool things that happen in life that humble you. Mm. And I think, the, to, to me, I, I think it's important to have humility, to have a, a good way of consistently poking fun at yourself and be able to laugh at yourself. Uh, I'm sure you've heard me on you know, TV or radio, and I like to have fun. I could also be deadly serious as well right. yes. within a span of two seconds. Mm -hmm. But I like to make myself the joke. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of mocking people and being sarcastic. Uh, if anyone deserves to be mocked, it deserves to be me. Mm. And, it, you know, I have fun with it. Uh, and, and we just have fun with things. So just try to be humble and, and, and have a good time with it. I think people enjoy it. So just a couple more questions uh, real quick. I want to finish this conversation talking about your brand of leadership. Uh, you're a national figure. They write about you in the national newspapers here. You're on television from coast to I'm coast. I'm paying a lot of people off, Matthew. It's <laughs> the great. greatest scam going, let me tell you. But they describe you, people that know you in the media describe you as authentic, an authentic everyman who speaks with passion from your heart. So thinking of those people that maybe have just a handful of years in, in a leadership position, maybe they're a new manager, they're going to be moving into a bigger role where they will have other high performers around them. What is just very quickly like one or two thoughts you want to leave them with to help them be successful? Oh, I think the biggest thing is you got to be yourself. You can't be a phony. Right. You got to be real because people see right through it if you're not. You got to be you because this is not a dress rehearsal. You're only getting one chance. Mm. And, and if you're going to succeed or you're going to fail, you got to do that with your signature personality. So I think that's number one. Number two, I think you're uh, in the people business. Right. And I think uh, social media and the internet and texting and all that kind of stuff is destroying human relationships. Mm. I think you gotta, if you're gonna lead people, you gotta inspire people. You gotta connect with them on a human level, an eyeball to eyeball level. They gotta feel you you got to be able to inspire them and, and get into their soul. They got to be able to feel that, hey, you know what? If I'm working for this guy, I trust him, I like him, I respect him, I'm going to work hard for him because I don't want to let him down, and I enjoy being there with them. So I, I think uh, people, you know, the, the, and I went to Fordham, and my, when I was a coach at Fordham, my office was in the Vincent T. Lombardi Athletic Center. Vince Lombardi was a, a, played football and is a graduate of Fordham. Can you coach like Lombardi now? I don't think you can. Do I think Lombardi would coach like Lombardi now? I would say no. Hmm. Uh, you can't be that taskmaster and that 
I, I just don't think at this stage of the game with, with today's young people, that works. But can you still uh, challenge them and create tension in a way that gets them to see the light? Yeah, absolutely. You owe it to them and you owe it to yourself. But in a way that I think today's player, I think today's employee, they not only have to respect you, they got to like you. You got to earn, but you got to earn that. Right. You got to earn the respect and you got to have, you got to be willing to do things that get them to see your human side, you know? And to me, I, I think that's a, a critical element of leadership today. It's got to be more of a human element. And the problem is that, you know, again, the, you know, the, the, the phone and all that stuff gets completely in the way of, of the interaction that you got to have. Um. Finally, Jack, thank you. that was amazing, by the way. But finally, um, it's not a secret, I'm, I'm a big Jack Armstrong fan <laughs> myself. My wife gifted me a hello hat How about last that? I year. Love it. Yeah, I'm showing you a picture of me in my hello hat. Um, people are always asking me on the street, like, where can I get Jack Armstrong gear? Really? Yeah, That's they, good. I hear that all the time. Wow. Um, I need to get myself an affiliate uh, relationship with the Jack Armstrong <laughs> store. Um, so tell me, where can, tell me, first of all, I'd just love to know how this come about well, and where can people get this you stuff You know, from? we're sitting right next to the Scotiabank Arena uh, and we have a game tonight. You know, the people at N-Trippy, which yep. they, they do all the gear for, uh, you know, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the Raptors, the Leafs, Toronto FC, the Marlies, the 905s. And uh, I was at a party one time, and I met the guys that own it. And we were just chatting. They said, man, you know, have you ever thought of putting, like, a, the stuff, you, goofy stuff you say on TV on a hat or a T-shirt? People would love it. I'm like, no, I never thought of that. <laughs> so, well, we'd love, you know, be, so I met with them. And they're like, this is a, a home run. Yes. I'm like, really? I said, Okay. So uh, they started this site, hellojack.ca, and people go to the site and they order sweatshirts and Christmas sweaters and hats and toques. And uh, so there's not a game that goes by that I'm not taking a picture and signing an autograph with someone yeah. that has a hat or a toque or a yeah. T-shirt or whatever. So uh, it's gone really well. And thanks for mentioning it. And uh, if folks uh, want to have, have that last minute stocking stuffer, uh, or birthday gift or whatever the case may be, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool site to go to, hellojack.ca. No, it's great. People love it. Well, listen, Jack, really thank you so much for sharing your leadership insights today. Loved the reflection on being wary of entitlement, and I really loved some of your advice for parents out there as they seek to, like, try to help their, their children be the best they can be. Well, you know, and, and, and I'll just finish with this. You know, leadership, you got to make hard decisions. Sometimes they're unpopular. As long as they're fair and you've kind of seen all sides of it, you, you, you can only do your best. And, you know, I mean, I look at people that are in public office. That's a, a thankless job. Mm. Now, if, they, if, if they're leaders versus politicians, that's a dramatic difference. Uh, I'll, I'll follow the leader. I don't want anything to do with the politician because they're just trying to get reelected. But when, when I get to meet people that you know have a true value system and a backbone and they stand by their thoughts and beliefs and they're fair and they listen to the other side and put themselves in the other person's shoes and see all the viewpoints and then make an educated decision well i, I respect that at the very least but uh again i i just i think so much of it is 
trying to get a sense of what the other person is feeling and thinking and trying to articulate it as best as you can and inspire them and, and to connect with them. I think the best leaders connect on that human level. I, 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 I'm so fortunate to have had um, a career as a, a coach and now this career as a broadcaster, I still feel like I have the best seat in the house because I get to watch how owners own, mm -hmm. how executives execute their game plan, how coaches coach, how referees officiate, how support staff, how they do their job, how players play, how broadcasters broadcast, and how, you know, all the, it's, it's remarkable. And, and being able to bring it all together, but the one common theme that I see time in, time out, that will never change is the human dynamic. We're in the people business. And the people with the best habits, the people with the best character, and the people that are sincere and honest and care and have passion succeed. Jack Armstrong, thank you very much. I look <laughs> forward to uh, hearing some more great calls on television and for looping back on more leadership conversations in the future. Matthew, my pleasure. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. I want to thank our listeners. To learn more about this topic, visit leadingwithnice.com. And on our way out, I want to thank the people that helped make this podcast come together. Jeff Anhorn, Andrew Park, Austin Pomeroy. They all are involved in the production of this, and I am so grateful for them. So for Leading With Nice, my name is Matthew Ewell, and we want to help you inspire others, build loyalty, and get results. Talk to you next time.